Hello, I am the Bearded 86 and welcome to episode 3. So episode 3, I'm going to talk to you about my visit to the psychologist. Before I begin, as always, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast, I'm just going to be sharing my experience. This is my experience only. If you feel like you need to see someone or speak to someone, I recommend you go and see a psychologist, a local doctor, GP, or even maybe speak to a friend. Anywho, let's get on with this, shall we? So, let's get started. So, during COVID, it was extremely hard to find a psychologist. As I discussed in episode 2, it took me about a week to find a psychologist and I had Googled and Googled and Googled until I came across a clinic in Carlton, which is in the north of Melbourne. I was lucky enough to book an appointment for Saturday, and that's all that was available. So it was Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. I was extremely nervous because I'd never thought in my life I'd need to actually see a psychologist. I was scared. I actually felt a little bit, um, a bit intimidated, thinking, why do I need help? Like, why am I actually seeing a psychologist? Because... I actually didn't even know what I was there to actually do or say. Um, I was lost because, as I said, I've never actually had to experience any kind of therapy in my life, right? So, anyhow, I went to this appointment on this Saturday morning and I was so, so anxious. Ah, uh, damn it. Sorry about the click. I'm trying to get better at actually recording. But anyhow, when I went into the session, it was actually very warming. So the gentleman, which I can't remember his name, I have to actually find his name, um, sat me down and reassured me that I was in a safe place. Look, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know what to expect. I sat down um, on a couch um, with with this guy and he just started to ask a little bit about myself, my family, about what I do and just made sure that this is a very safe environment. I had said, I think in episode one or two, I can remember that I had to fill out a questionnaire um, before I went to see a psychologist and based on my questions that I completed and how I was feeling, he had said that I actually had what was called severe depression. He assured me that it was something I'd actually be able to get through. So I started thinking, well, why am I severely depressed? Is it COVID? Is it being lonely? Is it because I've been single all the time? Is it because I'm not making myself happy? I'm putting myself not first. I'm putting everyone else first. I'm trying to make everyone else happy around me and then forget about my own needs. Am I feeling guilty over things? So I just didn't really understand what was happening. So we were navigating through it all and... It was really interesting because I was asked some, I guess, some uncomfortable questions about 
myself, who I was as a person, what I was like as a person in terms of my mannerisms and behaviors. And I started to really, really bring a lot of things to the surface, which I felt really difficult because I've never been a an open kind of person. So you're probably asking, so what types of things did you talk about or what some, what some of the things that brought to the surface? Look, I'll tell you, I might not find this completely comfortable, but as I said, when I first started this podcast, I'm going to be very open. So here's, here's what, what we discussed. So I guess when we're discussing lots of different things, he was writing lots of things down on a piece of paper. So he was very wary in terms of the language that I'd use based on what I'd say about my life in general and the type of person that I was. And he straight away could pick up that throughout the whole conversation, I would always refer to others. And he said, I never heard you say me, as in me. He said, you're always talking about others, others, others. He said, you're putting so much energy, so much energy in every single other person, but you're not putting anything towards yourself. And then I said, yeah, but I feel guilty about that. He goes, why? Why are you feeling guilty in putting your own happiness first? He said, you're a people pleaser, aren't you, David? I said, uh, look, I never thought about being myself as a people pleaser, but now that you've said it, you probably are. He said, you feel guilty, right? If you say no, or you feel guilty for, for things. And I said, yeah, I do. He goes, this is causing you to be in this kind of mental crisis. Then he asked me a really important question. He said, do you love yourself? Do you like you? Like David, do you like you? I said, oh, look, I like elements of myself, but I said, there's lots of things about myself, which I actually I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like, but I find very difficult. And he said, can I ask what? I said, yeah, I think I actually feel like I have a little bit of body dysmorphia. I've constantly been on diets and feeling like I need to be this particular being. And I feel like I can never get to that true happiness spot. And then he said, what's, what's bringing that upon you? Like, why are you feeling like you need to be this certain person in terms of your weight and this physical appearance kind of thing? I said, look, I'm not really comfortable with myself. And he said, what aren't you comfortable with? I said, look, I'm probably having a bit of an identity crisis. I said, I know who I am. I know what I like. But I am a little bit, little bit shameful of it. And he said, can I ask, is it your sexuality? I said, yes. And he said, what are you ashamed of? 
I said, I'm ashamed of what other people think about it. He said, why are you worried about what others think about it? I said, because I feel like I'm getting judged and I feel like a lot of people are not going to be accepting of it. And I feel like I've spent the last 30 years, obviously, obviously not 30 years, but a long time in my life holding it in and not really facing into what I love and who I want to be as a person. And I think what happened was, listeners, it got to a stage, and I think this was around when I was 33, 34 years old, nearly 37 actually in a week, that I was thinking, God, David, you're spending so much of your life worrying about others that you're constantly just battling, 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 and trying to get this kind of level of acceptance. And that was what was causing part of my severe depression. And if you ask me now if I feel that same way, I will say that I'm much, much more comfortable with my, with my sexuality and my being. But there is some still level of Uh, what's the right word I'm trying to look for? I try and hide it a little bit still sometimes. And that's because I feel like I'm still getting judged. Whereas I know my family and friends are my biggest supporters and allies, but I'm still learning to accept it. And that's really a struggle for me. And even my weight and the way I look, I put so much I put so much emphasis on dieting, going on fad diets, and this whole body image thing. And you're probably thinking, well, wow, it's, it's actually really prominent in men too. Well, you know what? It actually is. That I'm I've I've never really gotten to a stage of complete happiness within myself. And I'm still trying to navigate that. And I know it's 2023 and, you know, we've come so far, but I'm in my head so much that I feel like, oh, just one one day, I wish I could just let it go. Anyway, back to the, say, um, to the psychologist. Sorry if I went a little bit off tangent. I thought it was really important that I, you know, share that information with you. So back with a psychologist and we, we started navigating it through a few things and he, st- he started to get a gauge, I guess, in terms of what was causing me to be severely depressed. And, you know, there was lots of things. And I think I just got to a stage in lockdown, you know, being locked in a house, unable to go outside and just do what I wanted to go for a drive. Everything just compounded. So... People pleasing, feeling guilty over things, my sexuality, being lonely, being bored. And then dating for me was so, so difficult because I had been on so many dates, never really been in a relationship, you know, being in my 30s and constantly feeling like, oh, I'm never going to find love. Never knew what love is, never been in love. It was just getting way, way, way too much for me. Anyway... I've got to say, it was actually so nice to kind of let it all out. And let's be honest, everything that I was discussing was not new for this psychologist. He had heard it all before. 
And the important thing is, was he had a solution for me that he was confident would work. And it gave me, it gave me confidence as well because I just had all this clutter in my head that I was trying to move from side to side, but it was never really going anywhere, if you know what I mean. One of the first exercises that the psychologist got me to do was every time I have kind of thoughts about things and getting in a rut and, you know, when I was feeling a little bit down and out, he told me to do a few things. He said to me, I want you to go for a walk, right? Go for a walk or, you know, what, what are some of the things that I really like doing? I said, look, I really enjoy exercise, running and walking. He said, if you feel like you are getting into a deep kind of level of sadness or unrest or nervousness, go for a walk. When you And he said, when you go for a walk, notice something, whether it's a tree, a bird, you know, a park and just... When you walk past, just focus on that particular thing for that moment and just kind of take it in. And he said, just, just, just do exactly that. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to start tricking your brain from thinking and, you know, registering other things than, you know, your anxiousness. So... That's what I started doing. So every time I started to kind of feel a bit down and out, I'd actually go for a walk and I'd make it a common thing that I'd, you know, walk and I actually love trees and flowers. So I'd actually just focus on the trees and flowers and trying to, you know, refocus on something different than what I was feeling. Now, because I feel a lot of guilt and I still do to this day, I get guilty. I feel guilty for no particular reason, right? He told me to start writing down why I was feeling guilty and what I was feeling guilty of. He said, write it down in a piece of paper. Write it down. And then he told me to start writing what, what are my feelings and thoughts around that particular level of guilt or kind of the assumptions that I'm making in my head, right? Because obviously when you feel guilty, you start assuming things. You start assuming, oh, this person's going to feel this. They're going to react this certain way. And then he started to, he start, he told me to start writing what is the truth. So in terms of what I've written down, what's the reality of what I've written? And I actually started doing this exercise. And I've got to tell you, everything, nearly 95% of my assumptions and my guilt was all kind of made up there was no truth to it so I was getting myself anxious about things which are not even slightly true and that's what was also causing you know that level of anxiousness you know I would worry what people think like who really is gonna care about who I love you know, so like my mum knows, my family knows, so why am I still feeling guilty over that? And once again, I was creating scenarios and assumptions in my head 
to a point where I actually started believing a lot of those things. Even with my body and how I looked, I started writing down who is judging you? Like, who is saying, oh my God, look at him, look what he looks like, or who's actually judging my weight, etc. And once again, I was just making up these scenarios in my head and I kept thinking, you know, the only way is to be skinny. But I was just putting myself in that rut, right? And you know the funny thing is, is that I'm really comfortable in terms of my weight and where I am now, but I actually found the most level of happiness was when I was a little bit chubbier than when I was skinny and got myself to like 80 kilos because I was getting to 80 kilos, not for me because that's what I wanted to do. I was doing it because I thought that was the norm, right? I had to be within that range. And I was actually really, 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 really miserable. So I guess what I'm saying is a psychologist started to tell me, write down things and then next to it, write the level of truth on what I was thinking and assuming. And I can tell you that everything that I'd written was pretty much just made up scenarios in my head. So that was kind of my visit to the psychologist. I know it's a lot to get out. I'll unravel a little bit more as we continue on. So it was really interesting because that was my first session and we were able to get a lot out of it. I had gone to about six sessions with the psychologist when he started to see things were turning around, which was great. Um, and, and, you know, I was, I was really happy about that and kind of the level of, of acceptance that I'd got myself to. Look, that's all I've really got time for this episode, but I just wanted to say that I wanted to give a special thanks to that psychologist who I saw in Carlton for, I think it was around six or seven sessions. He really helped me navigate through what I was feeling and how to get myself, got myself to really, you know, really nice level of, of acceptance. I want to leave you with this, I guess, and it's that sometimes in life, we have no choice in terms of the cards that we've been given. And sometimes it's harder for others to, you know, accept that. But it's life. And if you can truly accept you for who you are, what you believe in, who you love, what you want to do in life, the world is your oyster. I'm lucky that I have so much love and support around me and I'm still learning about myself, about, you know, what I want to do in life and where I want to get to, but without the love and support of everyone around me, it would be extremely, extremely difficult. So in my next episode, episode four, I'm going to talk you through the next part of my journey, which was being on antidepressants, what it was like being on antidepressants and opening up to work about my severe depression. As always, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. This is The Bearded 86. You're safe here. Bye for now.